You are listening to Talking Home Renovations with a House Maven. Is it time to renovate your house, but you're worried that you don't really know what you're doing? This is an educational and entertaining podcast that will ease your fears. Or maybe you just love hearing about home renovations like I do. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect. I practice in Eastern Massachusetts. On the show, I interview other architects, vendors, contractors, and homeowners to gather tips and stories about home renovations. You can learn about materials, systems, sustainable practices, what to expect, what to avoid, and how to make the most of the money that you'll spend on your renovation. This week, we've got a different type of episode, hopefully the first of many that I'm calling Listener Chats. Michelle Nobinger is a third-generation soy and corn farmer from Missouri who wrote to me about renovating her grandfather's house. Her grandfather built a house on their farmstead, and toward the end, her grandpa and his wife had been hoarders, and the house hasn't been as well-maintained as it could have been. She heard me mention my own hoarder house story, and so wanted to hear more about my renovation experience. Here is our conversation. So tell me about your your grandpa's farm. Um, Okay, so he built the house, brick house, in I think the 50s or 60s. Anyways, him and his wife were hoarders, and they would come home from auctions with several boxes of a dollar worth of junk. Mm. So the house was completely, you know, up to the ceiling type thing. Um, And then it's been vacant for about three years now, and I'm going to hopefully renovate here this year or this coming year. Mm. Where, Where are you? I'm in Northeast Missouri. Northeast Missouri. Okay. So you currently own the house? I do not yet. Not yet. Okay. The, um, pro- the house is from the 50s. Is that what you said? 50s or 60s. Yes. Okay. And it's been empty for three years. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. That'll so be fun. It will be. I'm expecting the worst. And then again, I'm also not sure what to expect. Right. Oh. So, well, that's um, why you're here, I guess. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm right. so excited because... You know, I was listening to your renovation podcast, and then you happened to mention hoarders. I was like, totally mm. be because yep, <laughs> I need to talk to you about this. Sure, yeah, so, yeah. So then yeah. you, yeah. So you wrote to me, and now here we are, and you're going to ask me questions. Yes, about my project, I guess, or about hoarders or dealing with that. All right, mm-hmm. ask ask away. Okay, Let's see what I can do. I guess like the first question would be, how do you get the smell out? Because I know this house smells horrendous. Hmm. Well, is there is there a lot of garbage in the house, do you think? Yeah. Or it just has a, there's garbage too? I mean, there's, they still have stuff in it. There's garbage and then, you know, there was, you know, mice and bugs and yeah, blah. Yeah, probably other animals as well. So, um, well, well, first you have to clean it all out. Is it cleaned out right now or is it still no. full? Yeah. No. So I, uh, when, when we got this house, um, we bought it and when we made our offer, we said that they didn't have to clean any keep cleaning it out they could leave it with the rest of the junk in the thing is a guy who lived here he loved guns and so there were guns all over the place and just kind of hidden all over the place so they had these open houses where people were basically chaperoned around because they wouldn't let people wander Mm -hmm. on their own so he had a lot of guns she was overwhelmed i think they got rid of most of the guns but i mean you know who knows so they sold everything that was worth anything and then the rest of the stuff was left for us to clean out because they took our offer which was the third highest offer but it included no inspection and no they didn't have to finish cleaning it so um, it lucked out there i don't know about you yeah i well as i have said many times i ended up when when once we closed on it i i went over to look at the house and then i just sat there and cried on the front (laughs) porch because it was so overwhelming it was so 
yeah overwhelming been... for me yeah i don't love to clean up um messes anyway i love to like start a project and then go on to the next thing and kind of a more of an ideas person than a finishing of cleaning up person so it was a lot and what i did was i got a lot of people from craigslist to take stuff because they were interested you know people were interested in the typewriters or the tons of suitcases that were here they collected certain things my gosh that's my grandma <laughs> She's got yeah well there are people out there who want it does she like typewriters no i don't know no <laughs> But the rest of stuff is in there, but I'm sure it's... Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that a lot of it, you might even be able to sell some of it, but you can at least not have to pay for throwing it away by by putting stuff out, let's say, on the lawn. Like, I put all of the suitcases out on the lawn uh -huh. and then took a picture of it, put it on Craigslist. But okay. I do have to say that later on, when I was trying to move out of my apartment and my husband was at work and I had three kids at the time, oh, I still have three kids, but they were young at the time, and... I put out a Craigslist that I needed somebody to help me clean out the old apartment and take the last load over. And that was really stupid, it turned out. So I got, I this guy answered and he said he would come out and then my hair all kind of stood up and I, I decided to like look him up on Google and he was definitely like a, um, a sex offender kind of guy. Oh, it was creepy. No. And I thought, what am I even doing? I'm here with three kids and, you know, a woman oh. by myself saying, hey, meet me at this empty apartment. So don't do that. No, definitely not. Don't, I mean, Craigslist, meaning like, just be careful of who you let in the house while you're alone and all that stuff. But it is a good way to get rid of stuff without having to pay for the disposal because you do have to pay for each dumpster, you know? So anything you don't have to throw away is good for the earth and your pocketbook. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. hoping, so my grandma is still alive. I'm hoping she'll take everything, basically. Your, your hoarding grandma is still alive. Yes. Okay, well. In a different house. So. She's just going to transfer the whole, the whole, all the piles to a different house. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Well, then you will maybe be an, ending with an empty house. So that would be good. So, I hope. We'll see. Okay. The way I get smell out of the house was, and this is kind of like old fashioned, I guess, but white vinegar and uh, baking soda. Okay. So you put those bowls of, um, you open up the thing of baking soda, you know, like slice open the box, like those old <laughs> cereal boxes that you probably don't remember. Did you ever eat? <laughs> Did you ever eat cereal right out of the box where you cut the top open and you put the milk right in the box? No? No, I don't think Well, so. you missed it. You missed it. That was a fun thing we used to do back in the 70s. So um, <laughs> that same way, you would cut open, like you'd lie, lie the baking soda on its side and then cut that open and just leave it open. So it's basically mm -hmm. like an odor, odor absorber. But if there are any rugs or other fabrics, you'll just need to get rid of all that. Yeah. Um, the smells, The smells that are in, like did they smoke? No, they didn't. Oh, like, that's good because that can really get in the plaster. And I know. Well, I was thinking that a total gut to the stud wall, like to the mm -hmm. stud. Well, sure. Yeah. If you're gonna do that, then that should get rid of the that should get rid of the smell. Okay. I mean, they had um, in my case they had dogs who um, were not being let outside, so there was a lot of animal yep. um, staining on the floors, mm -hmm. which we uh, still have, still have the staining, but it doesn't smell. That's good. As far as I can tell. But you know what? I'll, you just get used to it after a while anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it smells anymore. But we had the floors refinished and, you know, I just decided not to replace them. Sometimes if there's really urine soaked areas that you might have to replace some of the floor, like if raccoons have been. Yeah. You have carpet that you had to replace or just. Mm. Yeah, we had carpet. Floor. No, there was carpet, but it was so. The house was built in 1921, and then they moved in. The family before us moved in in 1959, mm -hmm. and then they didn't do anything since 1959, and this was in 2008 when we moved in. So 
it had been a while. And so this carpet, which I think was probably the original carpet, had been, I think, a dusty rose that looked absolutely beige. It was just completely... Oh, my gosh. But once I started taking it up, I realized it was really had been a dusty rose carpet. So it was probably from the 20s when I took it up. And it was kind of liquefied. It was very old. And so, yeah, I took that up and threw it away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, it was beyond hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. That was it, though. It was just in the front in the front hall and up into the upper hall. Okay. Other than that, it was just the hardwood floors. Uh-huh. So did you have to... Were there any issues with, like, the subfloors and everything? Well... Like, run into issues below the surface that you could see? No. No, it was actually... One of the reasons we bought it is we could just kind of tell it was very solid. And But we honestly had never been into the basement before, which is what I always... Uh, I mean, that's where you can see what the sub what's happening with the subfloors. Mm-hmm. But it was all blacked out and the windows were on a hill. So there are a lot of windows in the basement, but uh, they were all blacked out. So, um, and we weren't allowed down here during the showing. So oh, we bought the house never having been to the basement. But when we got down here, we just have the um, the boards. So, cause it was built in the twenties. So there's just the individual mm-hmm. boards for the subfloor rather than a sheet of plywood or some other uh, okay. building material. But in the basement, you can look up and see the, the underside of the subfloors. But usually, unless there's some urine holes, mm-hmm which sometimes there are, eating through the wood, then you don't really have to worry that much about the the subfloor. Okay. Yeah. That's good. What about, like, the foundation? Did you come across anything with that? Mm, well, our foundation is a, it's a stone foundation. It's stone with mortar foundation. So, but there were a lot of holes in it, which was, which was allowing the animals to come in. Oh, yeah. So, um, not big, big holes, but big enough. I mean, a mouse can get through a hole that's the size of a dime, so... Mm. So there are plenty of mice in here. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was probably the only animal that was in here at the time were mice. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been 12 years now, and we had rats a few years ago, and then we really made sure all of the holes were filled. Because okay. my town, we're pretty close to the city, so we've had a rat problem lately. Mm-hmm. And we had a dirt floor in part of the basement, and that's where they were just tunneling underneath the foundation and coming right in. Yeah, so I'm sure. So we put down a rat slab, meaning like, um, you know, four inches of concrete, uh-huh. which is actually called a rat slab. But anyway, in my case, it was specifically for the rats. So we just, it was like a, a taller crawl space in my basement. And then we just poured the concrete in there. And then that was the end of the rats. So was there access, like a walkthrough to the basement or did? Yeah, there's, there's just a, you know, the basement has seven and a half foot ceilings, probably. I mean, it's like a regular walk around basement. Up in, in Massachusetts, we mostly have full basements up here in older houses. So I didn't know how they poured that slab because like I have a, this house has a crawl space and I didn't know if, you know, it'd be better to put something down rather than just dirt or. Mm. Well, that's a whole other issue about uh, crawl spaces and whether they should be vented the thing is that you want it to be vented to a certain um degree right so that you don't have Mm -hmm. moisture problems and i did just talk to the guy on foundations in my foundations episode did you hear him talk about that i was listening to it while i was like working on stuff so i I have to go back and listen to it honestly okay well also you could go to websites like building science corporation and they have um, information about crawl spaces but for sure if you're not going to be heating the crawl space you want to make sure there's insulation between the crawl space and your home Mm-hmm. And yeah, so look into what what the what is the healthiest thing for you to do with the crawl space. Okay, yeah. but you want to keep animals out, and you want to keep the heat 
or the cooling in your house. So those are the two issues that you want to look at there. In my case, there was just, um, I, we have a lot of ledge around here, which is just big um, rocks coming through my floor in various places. So I think over there, they probably hit ledge and they just made it, you know, four feet. It's, it's like a ledge that's four feet tall. So there's like a full basement with access to it. That's about eight feet deep. So they just poured the concrete in there. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I did. Um, did you hire all of the work done or did you guys do some of it yourself? I did some of it myself with, uh, well, with my husband and also with my friends who helped me. There was a lot of wallpaper. So mm-hmm. we, uh, a lot of our friends helped us with the wallpaper and insulation. We ended up doing bat insulation, which we installed ourselves. I hired out, people came to help. Mm-hmm. They were maybe kind of questionable because <laughs> uh, we were doing, um, we were doing everything. We didn't have any money to do it basically. Yeah. We had very limited amount of money. So we were hiring these guys. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say uh, incriminate myself much more than that to say that I, um, they were helpful. Uh-huh. They were yes. helpful. Yep. That's, okay. That, that was it. Um, I would recommend hiring if you're going to be hiring people. I, I, I had a, I definitely had a plumber, mm-hmm. like a, a licensed plumber and a licensed yeah. electrician. So yeah. 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 That's always good too. That <laughs> is always good. Yeah. Let's just say I drove somewhere and picked people up sometimes, and then I drove them back to my house. So oh my God. I know it's it. sketchy. The whole thing was pretty sketchy, the whole thing. And then we had this one guy named Bobby who um, was the metal guy. And so he, I also met him through Craigslist. I wonder where he is now because he was a character. Okay, so he wanted all of the metal in the house, and we had a bunch of refrigerators. And that's another thing I had collections of, like five different refrigerators from different eras. And so, yeah, um, yeah so... I've talked about this before on on TikTok, but one one time I was working upstairs in the um in the kitchen and he in the kitchen area and he was downstairs trying to disassemble the refrigerators and so all of a sudden he came running up the basement stairs and he said, "Get out of the house, she's gonna blow." And then I'm like, "Oh my god." So I got out of the house and so Bobby and I were out on the sidewalk like, "What's happening?" He said, "Well, I hit the the he hit the Freon whatever in the refrigerator and it was like a 19 19- it was really early refrigerators, probably like from the 30s or something like that. So we thought the whole thing was going to blow up. It did not blow up. It, well, didn't, it didn't blow up, but it was, you know, it's a little stressful. It's a little oh, stressful not hiring professionals, just having random people yeah. come. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and then he also took the oil tank and other metals and then <laughs> took them to the scrapyard. There you go. Yep. So you said you guys uh, did like some wall work. Did you guys completely take those walls out or you know like the drywall the insulation and then you know re-put insulation back in yes so yeah they happen to have which is kind of unusual for the time period they had this blown in cotton insulation Hmm. okay so that was interesting but yeah we had to gut like the kitchen area and the bathrooms were basically the only places that we gutted so we had to do the demo which i did some of the demo also which was tough for me because my oldest had had lead poisoning in our old house. And so I was worried about, you know, I was pretty aware that there was, that yeah. was an issue, you know. So that was, um that was something I tried to avoid bringing it home, like on my shoes or my clothes or whatever. But yeah, so we did the demo. It was, it was gutted to the studs. And then, of course, I got an engineer to engineer the opening because we opened up two or three rooms. There were two smaller rooms and then the bigger kitchen. So you need near for that what what about like an architect aren't you an architect i'm an architect yes but i always use engineers for my structural work okay so 
so in this case, I mean, it had to take the load of the joists, like for half the kitchen and for the other other rooms. And so mm-hmm. I drew it all up, you know, because I'm an architect, so I could do that part. And then I, I took it to him and just said, I need a beam for this size span. And then it was an engineered beam. So he has to do that. An engineer has to do the calculations for that. And then that's for the building department. So I had to submit a permit and everything. So that was part of that package. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He did quite a bit of gutting and mm-hmm. that part. Well, the original kitchen, uh, the original kitchen from the twenties, they had started a renovation in the fifties, according to their, I mean, like fifty nine when they moved in, and they mm-hmm. couldn't agree on what to do, so they just left it, like kind of torn uh-huh. apart. And there was like a hanging light fixture. There was a, I mean, meanwhile there was a bunch of stuff everywhere, right? But so it was the old kitchen, and then what they used was this other little room in the back that mm-hmm. was their kitchen. It was like. Two different areas. Yeah, like eight feet by four feet yeah. or six feet. The part over the, the crawl space thing. So it was like this little kitchen and a bathroom that absolutely had holes in the ground from pee being eating through the floor. Oh, my so, God. I know. So, and they did that 50 years. Like they yeah, yeah. lived like that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It's, I mean, it's sad, really, to think about how in the mental illness that leads to living like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It is sad. But anyway, my brother who and sister-in-law who worked in the movies and she was a set distresser. So she's a paint, an artist. So she used to do, do these make things look old, you know, yeah. like and for movies. And so they saw it and they were they both agreed that it was way over the top. And if they had done that, the whoever was working on the movies would have said, this is too much. It's like completely unbelievable. Like you got to <laughs> you got to scale back this grossness of this bathroom. But anyway, yeah, it was pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So were there any like surprises? good surprises that you found yeah we found some postcards up in there was a cistern originally where the water the whole water thing in the attic and that yeah. closet there was a bo- uh, uh, several boxes of postcards that were kind of interesting mm-hmm. so that was good. i guess orders is they literally keep everything so yeah i think these were hidden from the original owners though they seem to have been from the turn of the century like 1900s to about 1920 or so so these yeah. all these postcards that are um so those were kind of cool. I mean, the house itself is was awesome. So I was pretty excited about about that. I mean, I like the the flow of the house, and it was the right size for us, and it was you know I like the location. So that was all the like like the the positives mm-hmm. that I knew eventually it was going to be it was going to be nice. Yeah. yeah. So did you have to do a lot of um, like layout change to no. what you. You kind of keep it the same. Yeah. I mean, we added a bathroom upstairs. And so one of the closets, like in the bedroom, that's that's our bedroom now, there were two closets. One of them, it's a Dutch colonial. So one of them was kind of in the eaves, you know, underneath the uh, sloped roof. And the other one was in in the middle. So we kept that door because, again, we were trying to do things. We didn't have that much money. So more you move walls, more it costs, right? But so we ended up having that door to the closet with the same closet door go to our little tiny bathroom. So we have a tiny bathroom off our room that is, um, yeah, it's probably like just a five by seven bathroom. It's very small. Yeah. Or maybe it's five by six. It's really small. Anyway, and on the inside of the um, the door is just, it's a closet door, so it doesn't have a knob on the inside. Nice. <laughs> so it just has a, like a little <laughs> slot. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it works. The door closes and opens. So yeah, that's the thing that's about a door. Yeah, that's all that matters. And so we we kind of we um we wanted a because we have three kids, so we wanted to have like a family bath and then our little bathroom and then um and then we just did the I mean we had to do the kitchen. It was just you cannot live here. And then we just did the surfaces and all the rest of the mm-hmm. house. And I 
we kept the plaster, but we skim coated or we put up a, a really thin layer of plaster on the ceilings. Okay. Because um, they were kind of flaking. Yeah. So if you would have, you know, had an unlimited amount for like a budget, would you have done more or changed? Yeah, because when we moved in, we uh, we only did what we needed to do to move in. And so since we've lived here, we've done a bunch more. So we did a lot of exterior work, like added back some of the details, had aluminum siding. It was like wrapped in aluminum. So we took that down and the beam that was supposed to be there on the porch was just not there. It was just, it had been eaten by ants. So it was just gone. There was like a column, nothing. And then the roof. So, I mean, it was just being held up by some other places, but it was like, there was a lot of damage when we took off all that wrapping and yeah. And millions of ants underneath this other overhang place, just carpenter ants that were just distressing to see how many there were. But anyway. The good thing is that we took all that, all that off, and so we had to replace a lot of the outs, uh, the siding, and we made new corbels and other trim details, put them up. We repaired all of the windows. So we had these old, I mean, they're from the 20s, so they're good old growth wood windows. So we ended up having them all restored. And we had to get all of the, first, we had to get all of the storm windows replaced. So we had to make a decision then, are we going to be actually replacing these with like vinyl windows or... Mm-hmm. Are we going to keep the storm windows? So, you know, we're architects, so we're kind of romantic about these things. Like we think wood siding and wood windows are better. So um, I'm not saying that's, I I mean, I think restoring windows makes sense because you don't throw them away. Again, you have to pay for everything you throw away. Um, And they're good quality old windows, but a lot of the glass was broken. Oh, man. I know. So we had to actually, (laughs) looking back, it's just like, what? But I was... I guess I wasn't even that young, but I, I, I was like 40 maybe at the time. And it seemed like 41. I felt like I'm young. I don't have to, I don't have to worry about being cold and all that stuff. But I, looking back, it was kind of ridiculous. But anyway, so because yeah. we had all these broken panes of glass, then we just got new storm windows. So it wasn't that bad for the first couple of years. And then when we could, we redid the windows. So we had them all rebuilt. So they're about 36 windows and we had them all rebuilt. Oh uh, and some of the glass replaced and the, um, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I did an episode on the window uh, restoration, too. So that's that yep. whole thing we went through. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't do that for a couple of years after we moved in. We didn't install our bathroom for a few years after we moved in. Like we didn't have an island for a few years. We don't have any heat in the kitchen still, except for this one tiny little radiator. Yeah. So we got a gas fireplace, but we didn't get that for a few years. So we, you know, we had to phase everything in. Yeah. So it was yeah. like a progress. Yeah. If I had had the money, we would have all done that all if. The, yeah. Yeah. And we also had these walks. And as I said, we're on a hill and we had these walks that were, were like at a slant like this, like that when it was icy, which it often is in Massachusetts, we just yeah. like slide down the whole thing. And the town had put up a chain link fence around the house and padlocked it so people couldn't come in when it was condemned. Yeah. So for a while we had that. So we could we could slide down halfway down and then grab onto the pole on the way down. And it was so oh dangerous. I know. So we had to do all this um exterior stair work and stuff like that so so we could get in and out of our house reasonably oh that's it was so really funny. dangerous it was very dangerous the first couple of years oh yeah sure yeah so stuff like that and uh-huh. we had to phase in yeah okay yeah i was kind of just thinking get it all done at once well, for sure that's the way to go if you have the money i don't but <laughs> well then well, you might I- have to prioritize yeah yeah that's the plan but yeah i mean a lot of I- my clients do that i mean there aren't that many people who just do everything they want to do right at the beginning mm-hmm. just because of budget. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. But I mean, I it I feel like it's gonna have to be like a complete gut and just remodel because it is nasty. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds so. like that's what you'll have to do. But you know, the good news is that you can insulate it, so it'll be well insulated yeah. and it'll be a good product when you're done. If I you think do that. so. Did you have to redo any of, like, the plumbing and electrical? Yeah, well, the reason it was condemned was because the heat didn't work. He used to shoot bottles in the fireplace also, but I don't think that's against the law. But that, it was just the scene. I can't even imagine. So when they came in and he had a medical issue, they came in and they saw that the dogs had been going to the bathroom inside and yeah. that they were heating it with the oven, which wasn't, which is, isn't even close to the main part. And then also space heaters with all these piles of papers and whatnot. Oh, so. Safe. Yeah, because they didn't have their central heat anymore, right? Because uh. it wasn't working. That's when they condemned the house. So, yes, I had to – that was, like, the whole issue is that I had to replace the heating system, which I had originally wanted to do with some kind of geothermal yeah, – yeah, again, because of budget. We just ended up getting a high efficiency – or it's not even a high efficiency. It's all, like, 85% efficient hot water boiler, and mm -hmm. it's, it's gas now rather than oil, which is why Bobby took the oil tank away, which is yeah. metal. Yeah, so we ended up – doing that and I couldn't go with a high efficiency one because the uh, existing pipes are were too big for that system so yeah I had to stick uh, because otherwise I would have had to replace all the radiators and all of the all of the uh -huh. you know all the plumbing and I so we yeah. didn't end up doing that because we didn't want to have to gut the whole house and so we just we just uh, got a better gas fired boiler moved it to a different area mm -hmm. of the basement so that we had more room in the middle it was like one of those big snowmen things you know like the old yeah. ones yeah yeah good times that's gone yeah the kitchen has all new plumbing and the the now we have two and a half bathrooms and they all have new plumbing so yeah mm -hmm. all new plumbing all new electrical i had to take out all of the knob and tube wiring that was in here and not surprisingly i went with a cheap way of doing that which was um cutting cutting a slice in the wall like an eight inch slice yeah. in the plaster so not gutting it but just cutting the slice and then have having them fish it from there nice yeah yeah so do it yeah uh, i mean it worked it worked but yeah. and then i tried to stuff more because there was the cotton insulation as i mentioned so i had to stuff more insulation in there and then um but the plaster guys had to come and fix it so they ended up having to plaster the whole walls again so in the end was it really should i just have gotten new plaster maybe maybe you never know now no but that's how I met the guy who did the tile in the bathroom, the helper to the plaster guy. So that's uh -huh. that's and I've mentioned this before on episodes, but that's another one of my tips is don't hire the guy who's helping the plasterer to do your tile because the chances of him being a good tile layer are slim. Yeah, I'm sure. Very yeah. slim. They're slim. So he didn't do a very good job. No, darn it. Huh. Bless him. But he didn't do a very good job. So I regret that decision. Again, yeah. it was it was less expensive. That's why I did it that way. Well, and it got you by to where you needed to, so. Mm, yeah, well, 12 years later, I'm still looking at the tile that he laid badly and thinking about him all the time. Well, no. you've got kids. It sounds like you got some cheap labor, so just put them to work. Oh, and over right. My kids, are not, my kids are not interested in helping me with the home renovations, but I don't know if I'll ever relay it. But, you know, anyway, it's fine. But I, I would just recommend getting someone who knows what they're doing uh -huh. for finish, okay. for finish work, for sure. I was actually considering doing tiling myself. Oh, well, you totally could. I mean, you could watch YouTube videos and, um, you know, lay the tile yourself. Yeah. If I'm okay with some imperfections, you know, why not? Yeah. Be exciting, I feel like. Yeah. That's something you could definitely do yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's different well, if you do it yourself and it's not perfect because you could think, like, I'm proud of this job I did. It's not perfect, but, you know, I did it. Yeah. Right? Let's 
So instead what? of thinking like, I should have done it myself, if it if it's going to look this bad, I should have done it myself and saved the whatever money yeah. I spent on him. I would not let them leave if it looked bad. Well, <laughs> that's another have... thing, too. That's another yeah. Thing. yeah. So, well, it sounds like with like the hoarders, I mean, besides the obvious, you know, issues that you see, they just, they obviously didn't take care of like anything. Yeah. There was no maintenance. The electrical or, you know, the heating and system that's something that you had to deal with yep the whole thing yeah pretty much yeah well I'm curious to see like what I get into because I don't know I don't know the state or what what it's gonna be like well how bad can it be that's what I always that's what I always say when I go to these houses and they're falling in the thing is structurally if it's okay then I mean you could have that checked out by an inspector Mm -hmm. you know have you had a home inspector in there probably not because it's still full of stuff yeah, exactly. I was going to wait until the stuff was taken out before I did that. Yeah. So, yeah. But that is a plan to have one, obviously. Even if there are structural issues or foundation issues, you can still fix those. I mean, it depends on how much you're going to be paying for the house originally and then how much work you are willing to um, do to the house. So mm-hmm. renovating an existing house is better than building a new one because you save all those building materials from being in the in the waste yeah. stream and you know, give the give the house a second chance. I love the pro- a project like yours. That's my that's my favorite type to yeah. do. Yeah, and it, you know, it kind of sentimental because it was my grandpa's, and yeah. he was so. It's supposed to be structurally sound. He said a tornado could not even take it down. Oh, that's good. Because he would go in after the contractors would leave. Him and a hired hand would go in and put extra nails in the walls. Did he so. did he build the house? I mean, he had somebody do it, hmm. but yeah, he was oh. the original owner. Oh, that's great. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice that yeah. you're getting the house and going to bring it back. Yeah, that's what he wanted. It's what we all want. I'm excited. Oh, perfect. I can't wait to see what happens. You'll have to send me some photos of it along the way. Definitely keep you updated on it. Yeah, definitely. That'll be fun. I've learned a lot from your podcast, thank goodness, because I was going into it blind. and I'm like, I have no idea what to do, but oh. like- I'm like, oh, uh, that's that's the kind of window I want or that's the kind of countertop I want. So by the end, I made my decisions. Awesome. Well, that's great. I'm so happy to hear that. That's really nice. They've been really helpful. So good. Do you have any other questions or we kind of covered it all? I think you kind of covered it all, really. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope you subscribe to this podcast. If you don't, please head over to wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. And if you have time to write a review, that would be so helpful. Please contact me for any reason at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. I love to hear from people. You could also join my Facebook group, which is Talking Home Renovations Together. And I'm on there with a bunch of people who have also been on the show, have been guests on the show, and other architects and homeowners and contractors. And so we can just talk about whatever issues people might have right there in the Facebook group. If you're on Clubhouse, come join me 10 a.m. Eastern, Saturday mornings. There is so much information on my website, which is TalkingHomeRenovations.com. Head over there for transcripts, episode enhancements, other information. You want to be a guest, that's where you'll find that information in the application. This podcast is a member of Gable Media, which is the largest AEC network on the planet. Check out the other content on the network at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. This podcast is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects, where we believe architects are for everyone. Until next time, take care.